Welcome back to Well with Michelle, my friends. I am so grateful that you're here. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I had to jump on here and record this because I am sitting here in one of my favorite sweaters. Tell you about it in a second. And it has completely stemmed into not wanting to follow status quo. Not doing the shoulds, not following what we are supposed to do by society standards, and instead really choosing what feels right for us. And remembering that what feels right for us might also fit society's standards, and that's beautiful too. It doesn't really matter the external force on that, but rather the internal of what the frick do you actually want for your life? Welcome back to Well With Michelle, where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scramble, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community, while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. Let's get into it. So my sweater, it says Mrs. Styles on it, MRS Styles. If you don't know me already, I'm Michelle Styles, so that's fitting. Styles is my maiden name. So I got this sweater. My brother got married last year, and one of my sister-in-law's friends had made her a sweater for the wedding, and it happened to be my size instead of hers, so she passed it along to me. That's how I ended up with this sweater. So one of my favorite places to wear this sweater is to the gym. And it honestly just makes life a little easy. You don't have people coming over and trying to make moves on you. And I have so much respect for someone that that has the courage to come up and respectfully say hello. So I don't discourage them. And then I, you know, pump them up, let them know I'm not available or interested, but grateful that they came over. This has nothing to do with the other person. This is me wanting private time in the gym. So that's my biggest thing. I love wearing it. And if I'm not at the gym, I'm just at home where my partner lives with me. On the flip side of that, I also cringe a tiny bit every time I put it on because I have never been huge on following status quo. So I credit a lot of that to my parents, but especially my mom. Uh, My parents very much taught us to do what was right, not popular, or what was socially acceptable. They taught us to be kind and do what felt right for us by intentionally living, but being cautious not to hurt others as we went after what we wanted. So after high school, with this upbringing, I knew that the world had multiple potentials, but I didn't actually understand what those were quite yet. So instead of going to university, I took off traveling for years and years. (laughs) Got a little hooked on that for a while, got into aviation. It was excellent. When I decided to come home from traveling, I did find myself in a fairly classic relationship, you know, nice guy, treated me right. The pressure of marriage and kids is starting to creep up on you a little bit as you approach a little bit closer to your mid-twenties, and you automatically just begin to fall in line. You know you think you're going to be with them forever just because they tick the boxes and you're you're happy enough with them, and uh, that's just what you're supposed to do, right? That's what... Society deems us as the next steps, you know, don't even think about it, just just do it. When we did decide to move on from that relationship, 
we had very different long-term goals, so very pleasant relationship, but we just moved on and weren't a good fit in the long end. Once that did end, I took off traveling to move to Dubai, even though in that period the year before, I had just bought my very first home. I was supposed to be settling down, maybe building a family, settling into a job, and once again, following suit. I uprooted that, moved over to Dubai, flew over there, traveled internationally, had the time of my life, and refound myself after the relationship. I came home from Dubai knowing full well I wasn't going to be happy settling into, you know, a more standard life. And I do just want to emphasize this multiple times through this podcast. If your dream life is settling down and getting married and having the munchkins and having a very classic life, that's incredible. I in no way want to seem like I am passing judgment. I just see the world a little bit different for me. So I'm just sharing the version of what feels good for me in my life. So I came home, obviously. We've seen the theme now. I'm not big on following status quo. I did step into a nine to five that I really love. And it's a little bit more than nine to five, to be fair. I helped launch an airline a couple of years back and, you know, have a great time. I love my job. I have free reign of my department and get to see new cabin crew, flight attendants, meet their dreams every four weeks. And I just, I truly love what I do. But at the same time, for me and my life, something didn't feel quite right about being underneath someone's thumb. For me, it didn't fit that I was going to work 40 hours a week for standard office pay with only a couple of weeks of vacation a year. Something wasn't just sitting right for me. So once again, things were good enough. They were fine. But I knew, I knew it, wasn't, it wasn't what I was on this earth to do. It wasn't fulfilling. It was just very stagnant and base level. And that's when I started to build my business. And my wellness coaching business just lights my freaking soul on fire. I love it so much. I love people in general, and I just love getting to see the change. So once again, challenging status quo with, I have a job that that I'm fine. It, I like it. I actually, in fact, I love it. But nope, we weren't quite where I knew I was supposed to be. Anyone that knows me well knows that I absolutely love aviation. So the nine to five that I was in was truly a dream job. And I make sure I hold myself very accountable to not take it for granted because I know it was an opportunity of a lifetime and I, it, I love it. It fills my cup every single day. As I began to start to shift my focus to moving full time with my business, there was definitely some hesitation from those around me of, but you have an amazing job. Why would you leave it? And I agree. I I do have an amazing job, but I needed freedom. I needed space. I wanted to do my own thing and do it my own way. And while I do have a lot of freedom within reason at my job, it's still a corporation. I still have to follow certain set marching orders. Now, I promise I'm coming back to the Mrs. Style sweater. We're kind of getting into it now. So I met my partner And we have very similar outlooks on life, something status quo that is not decided with us yet is if we're going to involve the government in our relationship. We've discussed it thoroughly. We have no doubt that we're going to spend our lives together, 
but are undecided on the marriage part of things. We were having an interesting conversation the other day, and it's amazing how far rooted it is into us, even though we have a very open conversation and say, mm, yeah, you know what, we're, we're not sure about marriage. But yet, we find ourselves still questioning the validity of our relationship because we don't have a piece of paper that the government deems us together. Yet our actions would not change in any way. So then we were looking at options, once again, not following status quo, because we got to talking about it where we both really weren't sure we wanted marriage, but we did want to show our commitment to each other, to one another. We didn't need to involve the government with it. We wanted to show our family, our friends, and most importantly, the two of us. So we started maybe talking about ceremonies or other ways that we could represent our love that didn't feel like it was just another way to be tracked, quite honestly. <laughs> I might start to sound a little bit kooky with that, but we'll get to know each other a little bit better. Okay, the next thing that my partner and I are not super status quo on, we do not want biological children. And this is not because we hate children. <laughs> we both love children. We've both got amazing nieces and nephews. I myself nannied for years. I freaking love kids. I love cuddling the munchkins when we're together with friends. But I have never had a strong desire to have biological children. I've never had a desire to carry children. And when my partner and I got together, we started talking long term. And it wasn't really on his radar either. And we left it very open. We're both just creeping towards 30 right now. So, you know, everyone always says, oh, it's going to change. It's going to change. And of course, there's a possibility for everything. Never say never, right? We can't predict the way things are going to turn out. But you have to do your life with the information you currently have. Another not status quo thing that my partner and I are still in a very open discussion about is Maybe potentially we adopt an older child when we're a little bit older ourselves, maybe around the 40 mark. And I tell you all this, all of these ways that I've challenged status quo for a one very specific reason. Until 25, I had no idea that I was allowed to have another purpose outside of becoming a wife and a mom. And I had this really shocking realization at about 25. I had ran into an old friend and we were chit-chatting and he's like, what are you up to? And I said, oh, I'm actually going to move over to Dubai. And I was just filling him in and he said, do you remember when you used to just say your only goal in life was to get married and have a kid? And that was 100% me at 18 because it was what I knew. It was what I knew what the next appropriate steps were. It, I, it was what I knew would satisfy and tick the boxes. And everyone said, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you build a happy life. That's how you do it. No ifs, ands, or buts. That one simple conversation really made me start to question, how many times do myself and others settle for life at a five out of fear or lack of knowledge of what it can feel like to be at a ten? This is why I talk about how good it feels to feel good in my coaching programs all the time because 
We follow autopilot so often. We follow our should do's and then forget what we actually want. We forget that there's other options. Not even forget. We don't even realize that there's other options out there. Every time I challenged status quo, not once was my thought process, ooh, I want to beat the system. Ooh, I don't want to be that person. Maybe that's a little bit the way I do it now, but that's been within the last year or so. That certainly wasn't the decisions I was making at 18. It was a, oh, I'm kind of curious about this. But in that moment, that moment of curiosity, instead of going, hmm, yeah, that would be nice. And just leaving it alone, I did something about it. And I talk to people all the time. And they go, Michelle, you've done so much. How have you done so much in, you know, your younger years? And I said, I, I just, I just did, which is not a helpful answer. So I've really thought into it. And it's, I just learned to trust myself. I learned to take action when something was pulling at me. I didn't think of all the if, ands, and buts. I didn't run all the scenarios. I didn't micro plan every last scenario. I just leaned into it and started and knew that there was the possibility of the outcome not being what I wanted, but doing it anyway. And that comes into self-trust of knowing that whatever the outcome is, you can figure it out. My friend, when I moved to Australia fresh at 18, I thought I was going to live in Sydney and live this city life. That is totally not what I ended up doing. I ended up packing up a backpack and backpacking around for an entire year. But when I moved to Sydney, I had prepaid this apartment like a naive 18-year-old and totally turned out to be a scam, whatever. You win some, you lose some. And then ended up totally pivoting and doing a completely different style of trip. All of these moments where... I just felt into my gut and went after it, turned out to be the best moves of my life. And we need to learn how to listen to what our subconscious is screaming at us to say, hey, listen, this is what you want. So how in the heck are we going to do this? Yeah, it's easy to say it. How do we actually do it? How do we do it when there's fear of the unknown or questioning what the outcome is going to be? Fear of judgment of others. Luckily, I come from a very supportive family and friend group where they're always like, okay, Michelle, good luck. Don't die. Right? You know, they do their regular care routine, but overall, we're very supportive of my goals. But I do understand that If we are people pleasers or surrounded by very strong personalities or opinionated personalities, that's not always so easy. So a couple of things that I've really reflected on and learned and implemented, because you know what, as you get a little bit older, I'm not saying I'm old by any stretch, but as you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more cautious, right? So how do you keep yourself safe, realistic. I still have a mortgage to pay. My partner and I just had this conversation the other night. We're no longer in the stage of our lives where we're emptying out our savings account to go on any wild trip that we want. We want the epic fun life and we're going to be responsible about it. Ooh, speaking about responsibility, you know what I have coming up for you? An epic money podcast on habits because this is also funneling into this. You can't just take action without some sort of reasonable plan. But anyway, okay, off track. Let's get back to it. The question I want you to ask yourself, if you are in this place in your life where you feel like you haven't done what you wanted, or you feel like you've done a really good job ticking the boxes, and and you're happy with your life, you're grateful for your life, but still something's missing, you know you're made for more. If you're at this place in your life, 
I want you to think hard on what you want. And you know what? I want to reframe that. I want you to feel hard on what you want. If there is something that is repeatedly coming up, get curious about it. Don't make it have to be your new personality. Play around with it. Is it an activity? Is it a hobby? Is it maybe getting into backpacking? Is it maybe getting into rock climbing? Is it maybe going to conferences around the world? I don't know. If there's something that keeps pestering you that you think, oh, that would be interesting. That would be cool. That would be nice. But do something about it in a small micro way. Start researching conferences near you. Join a backpacking forum and read some of the details and see if it actually sounds as fun as it is. Once you have a good feel for what you think you want, remember we're not making any hard or fast decisions right now. What do you think you want? Ask yourself this question. If no one else saw me accomplish this, would I still want it? And you got to be honest with yourself. Whether it's the career, the relationship, the body. If no one else saw that career, that relationship, or that body, is that still what you would want for you? My friend, I love you so much. And you know what I want for you? Is to live that good life. And that good life doesn't have to be traveling all over the world all the time. Maybe your good life is a peaceful, consistent, easy day with your partner and your kids. Maybe your good life is climbing insane mountains that terrify people. Maybe your good life is selling coconut drinks on the beach. Choose what your good life is, but get real honest about it. Because no one's coming to build your good life for you. And I think one of the most dangerous things that we can possibly do is live life at a constant five, a constant okay, a constant it's fine, out of fear of falling to a one because we're so scared to go after a 10. Okay, I love you. Talk next episode.